going, I'm going to welcome in the podcast. So hi, my name is William Lovin, the host and founder of Stammer Stories. And in this podcast, we talk to people who stammer, people who are in the stammering field, but also people who don't stammer, to work on, on the stigma, but also to make a difference within the stammering community. And today's guest, so 39 episodes later, to everyone listening, if you're in the, in the audience, we got a live audience, our first ever live audience. <laughs> which is very, very exciting. You may be listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, or, or just on social media. And today's guest is to celebrate International Stamming Awareness Day. If you know me, we, so I like to do speaking, like push myself with myself, but also my incredible guest also likes to push herself. She does the incredible speaking challenges. Can I just say that she was on, uh, she smashed with a one show last night. So she was on the one show last night, then, then Summer Stories Live tonight. She is smashing it. So she's not mentioned that at all, but just what I just add, like she was absolutely amazing with Ed Bulls, but also another incredible member from the Starring community. So Jesse. Before we yes. get going, welcome mm -hmm. to the welcome back. You are Thank you're, you. you're Thank the you. first guest to come back onto the podcast. I feel honoured. I must say. Okay. So, <laughs> can you just tell our tell our audience who you are? So, I am. I am. Jessie, and I am a girl who does. TikTok, and I go through the drive-throughs. I like to challenge myself. I like to speak to people, and I just kind of guess I want to spread awareness because it is just oh my goodness the hardest thing ever to live in a fluent speaking world. Yeah. And that's me. So hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. But I absolutely love, but also, yeah. does, does want to add what you just said about a fluent speaking world? Because we sort of look up to people who don't stand and we're like, how do you do that? It was like, how can you do a whole speech without staring? It's like, but also, no one really knows what fluency is. Like, no one can define what fluency is. So why do people say, oh, I can speak fluently? But actually, we all stammer if you're nervous before a presentation. Like, what is the perfect way of speaking? Because no one can define. Like, we've all grown up with everyone being fluent around us. But actually, what is that definition? And then why are we seen as these separate, like, speech impediments, stammering being different? And now, back to reality. It's as you're here to talk about your stammer. Let's talk about your stammer. Yes. So Jesse's been on the podcast before, but to everyone who doesn't know, when did you first realise you had your stammer? But also, how was it at a younger age? Um, so I can remember I was about like four years old, and I was just a child who was just trying to speak, and I was using my hands a lot, and I remember to say the word. Um, um, me, for example, I would pat my chest, and I guess that my parents just thought it was it was just something I would grow out of, and I never did. And I got to school, and you'd have to answer like the register, and you'd have to, and then like the teacher, 
um, would ask you to answer some questions, X, Y, and Z. And I would be that kid who would just be in the classroom and I would just be like frustrated um, to the point. I would just be like, um, to take my frustration out on myself. And I would be like pulling my own hair out. Um, and that's when like the school then were obviously like concerned about me. And they got this, I just remember like this um, man just coming to the school and he told me everything. And I went to speech therapy then. And that was just like the start of it all, I suppose. Wow. And as you mentioned, one of my biggest PTSD moments, which is physical register. Um, because oh, it, yes. is, it is terrifying. Like, you think that the whole class says their name really snappy, like, go, go, go. Like, you know, plus in primary school, they try and make it fun by saying it really quickly. But actually, it's quite a nightmare because you're, I mean, especially being William, you would be the last name of a list, and the whole room would just be. Well, it would feel like hours, but it would just be seconds of just like saying William, then the whole room would just go dead silent. And but you can just feel, it's really weird how you can feel the, the atmosphere. Yes. And like you see it as extended length of time. But it's something that I feel like in school especially, did you, so I've been looking at doing some research and what I, when I experienced it is that when I went to secondary school, that's when my speech therapy stopped. I, I actually had a conversation with Ria from Action for Serving Children about this area because you both realised that there's a lack of support, which I think is not right because during secondary school is when a young person's building their, well, their persona and building their, when actually bullying is the finest and actually the mental health is, is at a peak. And actually, when you think about it, the, the whole mental health thing is let's talk. That's quite difficult for people who are stammered, having that conversation about our stammer, because it's like, we know we're talking about our stammer to feel comfortable, but it's getting that initial first point. And actually, speech therapy stops, the NHS stops providing speech therapy for people when they get to a certain age. So there's that gap in speech therapy. Did you know that when people get yes, to secondary school? Absolutely, like, yes. And it's shocking. And I felt like, um, and I felt like, when I was a teenager, and and I was just and I was just starting to socialise, and that's when I needed it. Yeah. As for example, like my friends would like to ask me to go to like the cinema, and in my head, I'm not thinking to go to the cinema. I'm just thinking, okay, I need to ask the bus driver to have a, 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 a ticket and then to go to the cinema, ask for a ticket, and then to ask for the popcorn, and then I'll be at the cinema. And I used to say to my friends, oh, no, thanks, I've got stuff to do. I can't, sorry. But, but that is so true. It's like we, we sort of get ourselves out of things. And like there was a guest, James, Mr. JWW, he was saying that he basically just had a permanent sick note just stuck in, into his school rucksack, ready to, so if they speaking and, and listening thing, he would just go, there you go, there's my speak. Because, it's just that fear of the judgment, and I think it's quite hard to explain. Like, fearing judgment on the way that you speak is a very scary thing because you're very conscious about your stammer, but when you are conscious about other people who stammer, and it's really funny how this is the first speech that I've ever done and I've not started off saying, I do have a stammer, hopefully, we will be done because mm -hmm. we're here to talk about 
stammering, but it's a really odd mindset how when you sort of say you stammer, you don't stammer. And I, there's been times where, I think the screen's gone, but, and then, but that's fine, we don't need that. So, but, but I think it's just key is like having that conversation about it and just having that. So was that the only time you had speech therapy or have you had other speech therapy apart from that time in school? Um, so um, I went to speech therapy and I was, uh, and I was on the NHS and then I went on to like the Maguire programme then and I did the, and I think I did the course like three times overall and I just felt for me, like personally, um, I just needed to grow my confidence. It was just all about my confidence, and that's why. Uh, uh, um, and that is why, like my journey, uh, um, which I'm on, is just. I'm got, and that is what is helping me like so much. As like right now, I'm speaking in front of all these people. As now, I do feel like so confident. Yeah, and but but I think it's just. Have you self-taught? Like, have you now found like techniques that you found useful to you? Like, have you found techniques on like TikTok or like YouTube where actually you didn't? No one taught you them, but you found them, and you're like, oh, actually, that works quite well for me. Um, I'm gonna say like, yeah, that's like the mirror technique I found, um, and I did, uh, and I did go for the drive-through one time, and I used my mirror, and it works a tree. It works an absolute tree. Um, because the focus is, is uh, because the focus is on yourself, yeah. and you're watching yourself basically, and that's why um, like the mirror technique like, work for me. Just a quick question to the audience: Is just me your hands up? Hands up. So have you feared about the way that you're going to say something? Just hands up. So, so have you had that fear about the way how you're going to speak? Just put your hand up if you've had that. Yeah. Oh, oh quite, a, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's quite a lot of people then. So quite if you think, so we had quite a few people put their hands up. And if you think that's just how you feel like the odd situation, that's how we feel every time we stumble. Is that, that fear of that misconception about how the way might we speak. Mm -hmm. And sadly, it's time to bring back to reality, which is the not so sort of stammering, but actually which is the reality bit, which is the bullying and the struggles of having a stammer. Life with a stammer is hard, and Absolutely. I've had experiences which aren't humanly nice, like you wouldn't think a human would say that. I had someone in a tube station to tell me, I, I asked for help, was, if you've been to Baker Street tube station, you know how confusing it is, they couldn't find my way, I asked for help. They just said, go over there. So I was like, let's just try it. Went back, asked for help, as you would, and being very British, was like, I'm so sorry, I'm not sure what you meant by that. And when I said, said that, I stammered really badly, which I've never normally, well, it was being late for a meeting. And the person rolled their eyes at me when I was down, but also he then told me to F off because he had already told me once uh, that the customer was waiting behind me. And no one came up to me after that. And it was a really, and I complained to TFL, nothing. They, I gave them the exact platform details, times, everything. And they said, oh, we can't track that person. And, and it's like, and they said, oh, but we train our people about, but I feel like there's such a big stigma 
that we get trained to about how to treat people with dis disability, different diversities. But actually, there's not that much training in, in different companies, especially like people facing companies about how to deal with someone with a speech impediment. Absolutely. And so leading on to that, could mm -hmm. you tell us a time when you struggled with your stomach, but also how you used that to overcame it? Wow. I don't know where to start with this because there's many. <laughs> there's a lot. But um, I will probably I will probably say um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of just one, yeah. just one simple thing. And there's so many going through my brain right now. I'm just trying to pick out one. Uh, but the one that comes to mind, I'm just going to say, is, is when I am at a job in, in retail and I was helping this customer, as, as you do, and I was doing an absolute grand job, may I add to that. <laughs> and I then obviously... Stuttered. And he laughed. And in that moment, I just stood there like, okay, never mind. And I walked off shop floor and I cried. Um, and, that is, and that is just always just stuck with me that moment. And then I just kind of guess you just then have to go back out there and be like, okay. I now need to reset myself, I can do this, I'm amazing, I'm great, and go back out there and keep going. And that's, yeah, and that's just something that just came to my head, so yeah. Well, and, but you think that, that situation happened to you, think of the amount of people in retail who were with stammer, they probably have that all the time. And there's someone amazing with him, Sam community, from Megan Tomkins, who's just launched, this is amazing if you've not seen it, in Marks and Spencer's, a name badge, you can add a stammer symbol to your name badge if you have a stammer, to show that you have a stammer, which is a huge de development, to show that actually you can have a stammer in the workplace. And it's just sort of ter terrifying, especially when you're having that everyday situation, but also like being in a customer-facing job, but it, what I've loved about this podcast is that, strangely, all the people who I've had on with this demo have all been doing public speaking jobs. And, and it's like, but also they want to talk. Like, you'd be surprised by someone with this demo if they actually want to talk about it. Rather than hide it, we don't want to hide it because, we, no. because it's a very self-isolating thing because you could be in, in a team where, or like a whole company when you're the only person who stammers, you're very conscious of that one person. You don't know how that feels. And I, when I went from my secondary school, which had 70 people for people with learning difficulties, to college of 4,000 students, I knew that at my school there were people with a stammer. Imagine going to a college of 4,000 students not knowing if anyone, or even if a teacher knew what a stammer was. And it's sort of that. And that's when my stammer basically went off the rails because of the anxiety. Like, you'd be surprised how anxiety-driven as well stammering is. So I was at a time where I went, we went back, me and my mum went back to my GP and we said, something's wrong, gone wrong, like, what's happened? And they referred me to the Michael Palin Centre. Then they did a two-week intense course, which changed my life and it changed so many other people's. Because they, they talk about a very key thing, which is the iceberg, where the things yes. that you see above are, are understanding a person's thoughts. 
but actually what we see is the lower bit of the iceberg, like the actual emotional side effects with a stammer, which I think people see and understand and grasp, but actually they sort of don't really account for it. Yeah. How, when I went to my companion centre, one of the things that they make you do, which is really helpful, but I find it absolutely terrifying, is that they would ask you to go in front of into public and ask for directions, and you yes. would just be standing in a park, asking for help, very conscious, but also one of the things that I was most nervous about today was doing a mic test, because of just being in a very, because I think I'm more conscious about my stammer in a nervous, in a different environment, so if I'm not ready for it. And when you do your public speak, when you do your challenges, what goes through, like what sort of emotions do you like, do you, how do you prep yourself? So Jesse goes into public, busy town centres with a same sign saying, I, I have a stammer, let's talk, which is very, very impressive and very brave. Thank you. But your response from that has been amazing. Can you just talk a bit more about that? Um, um, so yes, when I am about to do a, a challenge like that, I'm not going to lie to you, Will. I am scared. And the nerves <laughs> go. And I think, all right, I'm ready to go home right now. I forget this. And then like this voice goes, actually, actually, girl, uh, come on now. And you can do this. And... And I do it for myself, to prove myself I can, and I can do that, as I kind of feel like. And you do grow up with a stammer, and you are just constantly just being told, and you can't do that, and you can't do that, and you can't, and you can't, and no, 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 no. And yeah, um, and I just kind of guess, as I always say like this quote to myself, I just be the one... I just want to be the woman that, that, that I needed to see as a, as a, a, a little girl. Mm -hmm. And that's what goes through my head every single day. As when I was a child, I was just, I was just looking for someone like me. And that's what goes through my head every time I go and I do a challenge that says, I have a stammer and let's talk. Yeah, which is amazing. Can, can we just give Jesse a massive round of applause? Oh, again? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, let's talk about role models. The stammering role models is a very, it's basically a a, a very good question to ask because you, you because you can guarantee to catch people out. But I'm not going to name a few names because that's going. Sharon's going to ask people this, so I'm going to keep that separate. But what I felt growing up is that with a stammering role model, if you have a stammer, you'll know what I mean. Or, or with someone, or when you think of stammering, you think of the King's Speech. You think of Mushy from Educating Yorkshire. And maybe Winston Churchill, he had a stammer. You think of those settings, but, and Joe Biden, those are the only people now who you think about with a role model with a stammer. And those are it. And growing yeah. up, when you think about it, they're all in the past. Like, there's no current role models. But I feel like now, with all the things that's going on with like social media or, and with the internet, but also how big the community is, 
like everyone, no matter if you have a stomach or you don't, we all need a role model to look up to, if it's a mentor or, or if it's someone who, who can aspire to be. Absolutely. And I feel like that's actually a key aspect, which is which Asian Starring Children have done a Stambition programme, which is for mentors to help people with a stammer, to mentor them and push that side, because I think we all need that encouraged no matter what in life. We all need that push for someone to go, you can do it, but also we can help each other. And you're a role model to so many people. Thank you. That means a lot of that, so thank you. That's cool. One thing that I would love to talk about is mm -hmm. before we go into like your TikTok content is stamming in the workplace. So we're hosting this event in PG1, which is my workplace, which is an amazing company to work for. They have been very supportive about my stammer, which is hugely important, not just for me, but also for me to be open to like my team and having client meetings like media and is, is that I know that if I stammer and someone says so, my, my team will have my back, which is a very key, was talking to someone. If you think, thought about happens at every company, I was talking to a guest from Saudi Arabia and she left her company because of the way that her company were treating her with her stammer. They wouldn't put her in front of clients. They never let her present in any team meetings. They, they tried to hate, HR discipline her because of her stammer, because she wasn't fluent. And she left that company. She started a, a founder to show that. And you may think, oh, that was 10 years ago. Or that was only three years ago before the pandemic happened. It does happen, and I think that's why standing in the workplace, but also that fear of like, you're going from, you could be going from university to where well, it was like doing the apprenticeship where no one has really had that office environment and you think job interviews are terrifying. Scary. Yeah, no very matter scary. what, very terrifying. Yeah. You've got like team meetings. If you've never had a team meeting or like present, like we all present in like meetings or like presenting to like clients. So you think you're actually presenting in so many different situations. Like when I was talking to Jesse, that was still a presentation. And I was, despite Jesse having stomach, I was still very conscious about my stomach in front of Jesse because it's just that same mm -hmm. thought process. Yeah. But what advice would you have of someone in the workplace who could be struggling with their stammer or, or they are looking at their dream job but they're not pressing that apply box because of their stammer? What advice would you give? I, um, I mean, for like the workplace for me, um, I, I would just, I would just like talk about it and then to get like the conversation out there and to get the conversation just going um, and then just tell like, your manager um, how they can support you and then like your colleagues, how can they support you and then and then just to get a conversation and to talk about it, as simple as that. Um, and then the other question was, I'm so sorry, I forgot it. What um, was it? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I can't remember. So, so for people wanting to press that apply box, what would you say about there? So, so if it's a job where they could be talking to like clients or but they're like, nah, but I can't do that. What advice would you have? Oh my God, to go for it. So honestly, to go for it. And like for me, it is just... It is just all about like your self belief, uh, and then like your motivation, and you have to talk to yourself every single day. And I and I heard um, and I did hear Kendall Jenner say like recently, and she had put a, a picture of her like younger self 
onto her bathroom mirror. And she spoke to that little girl every single day. And that to me, oh my gosh, my heart, just even just trying to say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> before, so one of, so we're going to talk about your incredible TikTok journey. One of the things that I want to talk about, which someone with a stammer's pet peeve and what they hate doing is going into a cafe and asking. So we're working with Surrey Coffee Company mm -hmm. who, are, who have been very supportive about my stammer. Like they've never judged. Like I've sometimes stammered really badly. Does, does the other day, I think he's just like, couldn't decide what time last year I wanted. I was like, hey, just couldn't say it was just. But, but, I, but they weren't judging at all, but that just made me feel so relaxed. But it's like, yeah. there's so many everyday things that people with a stammer don't realize. But if I'm right in thinking, you never did your order yourself because you were fearing about your stammer. I, yeah, so, so Josh, Jesse's husband, did Jesse's order. So you think of having that fear of getting someone else to do the order because of not knowing how they'll react. Yes. But now your, your drive-through video has had 69 million, 69 million views, which is just... And that just blows my mind, Will. Unreal. I'm not oh. going to lie, that completely blows my mind. But, but I can't even picture 69 like, million people how? and what that would look like. I know, right? What do you mean? So, so yeah. For people who don't know, social media is a huge, amazing or weird place. You never know what you're going to get with social media. But the stammer community is incredible. And if you have a stammer, you're wanting to know more about the topic, join the stammer community. And there's a hashtag, the stammer awareness. It's had over 20.5 billion uses on TikTok. And you think, if that's just the word stammer. And that's just crazy. And like I said, I found Jessie on TikTok. I slid into her DMs, got her into the podcast. And, and, and then, then I slid into her DMs again to get her to come on to the event. I was like, hey, Jessie, do you remember yeah. me? Um, but like, will. but yes, she will. is amazing. Like, she's doing amazing brands. When I see Jessie's video, she just makes me smile because she's just so positive. But also, what I want to know is, I, when I try and do stammer videos on my content, I have to do it so many attempts. So the amount of memes that I've made on myself of just doing attempts, I just can't do a full video first go. Yeah. How, like, what, when you first filmed that video, were you planning to film, like, were you like, I'm going to talk about stammer, where were you, what came to your idea, like, where did that first video come from? So, <laughs> um, I, 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 back then, I was a, a support worker, and and I was just finishing like my twenty four hour like shift, and I was driving past like the Starbucks, and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> I really want to go in there, like I could just do. I'm with a like, coffee right now, and I went into the car park. I was like, all right, I'm gonna put the phone by there, okay, and I want to go through the drive through. I really want to do it, but. I'm scared because I've never been through one before. Really? So that was your first yeah, time? Yeah, that was my first no. time. I'm not even joking you. So I thought, right, okay, I'll just put a film with it. I'll put the video on. Okay, okay, we're good, we're good. And I filmed myself just going through the drive-thru. And that video was for me, as I was just like really proud of that. And I went home, and then I told like Josh, I was like, huh? And I went through the drive-thru to say, oh. <laughs> 
And then I went onto TikTok. I was like, oh, do you know what? It's been a long day. I'll put the video up on TikTok, do you know what I mean? I mean, you know. <laughs> um, and I did just that. And I put a phone down. I was like, oh, I don't know what I've just done there. Oh, my goodness, the trolls are going to come after me. Like, and, um, and I checked the phone. I was like... Oh my God, what is going on? Everyone's just sending like the love and going, woohoo, like, come on, girl, you can do it. And I was like, oh, yes, I can. And I will. <laughs> and that was it, really. And that was the start of this journey. And I've just been, I, I'm just pushing myself every single day ever since. And I don't look back. I won't lie to you. I do not look back. It, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, thank you. Like, Jessie's content is one of you, is so simple. Like, sometimes when you want to make a change, you feel like you have to make a big of a deal and just showing, like, a big campaign, like, sharing. But what you need is just hearing an everyday person going through everyday scenarios, which is what someone with a stammer, we need to show, because, like, with a statement, like, when you, like, we sort of mentioned it, when you think someone with a stammer, you think of, you only think of someone with a severe stammer. You don't think of the whole spectrum of different variations stammering, and it's really interesting how that sort of now slowly going away, but also the interaction that you've had yes. on that video, but also how your community is one of the most supportive communities ever. It's incredible. Ever. It is honestly incredible. And I'm like the other day. I, and I went to the hairdressers and I thought as well, oh my goodness, I hate the hairdressers because like the triggers, isn't there? And you have to talk and you're, and you're there and you're like, oh my God, the triggers are everywhere. And I decided to film myself at the hairdressers and to put it onto my TikTok. And then like, oh my goodness, the response then from... Um, from like the hairdressers who were like, oh my goodness, I, I never knew this before, X, Y, and Z. And that's what it is just all about, is just like to educate the world. And it was just like a simple, a, a little like video of me just going to the hairdressers. And that went up and I just went... Viral like straight away as people were just it, it, intrigued by it. That's really funny how you said because my hairdresser I've been going to her for five years. She never knew I had a stomach until a few years ago. Stop. Uh, but I but I read but I. <laughs> But, but I knew that I've been staring many times, so I'm not sure what she was thinking when I've wow. been staring. But I, never, I, I, so I was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm doing this. She was like, you're talking about staring. Why? I was like, mm, I have a stammer. She's like, but she, she, she was literally confused. She was like, no, you don't. I was like, trust me, I do. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, do, like, I, I definitely <laughs> have one. But it's really interesting how like, you talk about it. Like, you mention it to people you feel like you should mention it to. And there's some people who you would just never mention it to when actually you feel like they should because it's just that comfortable situation. What has been one of your biggest accomplishments since that video? What would you say is your proudest moment from... Oh, I'm going to say my proudest moment is... Um, um, when I said my vows, as I never thought I could say them. Yeah. 
and I was scared to say them, don't get me wrong, I was like, okay, and I need to prepare myself for this, and I get like the headphones, and I'm like the bridesmaid, and she had my headphones with her, bless her, and I went up there, and I smashed it, I was like, oh, I can do this. She is, like, her vows, you should definitely look it up, like, so like I said, I was going to play it to my but I think we would need a lot and lot of tissues. Yeah, we would. But, it's but, emotional. But, but we, when I spoke to Jesse's a- agent, Sam, was like, Jesse's actually amazing. She was like, he was like, yeah. And was like, when, when Jess was reading her vows, we, we, we were just bawling our eyes out at the wedding. It was just like, oh, trust me, I know. It was like, we, we've all been watching it. And it's just, but that's the much of a, of a impact doing, because we need to show these things. Like, we need to show an impact. Like, I think there are so many people who would have, turned down that opportunity, that opportunity and sort of not chickened out, being like, no, I can't do that. When actually, mm-hmm. you can, like, if, if we can all do whatever, like, there's a huge sign outside this building saying nothing is impossible. And actually, it's a motto that everyone should use because, and I started saying, give yourself a reason to say no rather than give yourself a reason to say yes because that shouldn't hold you back. But Within the last few weeks, Jesse started a very exciting petition. And Jesse, can you tell everyone what that petition is? So, um, so as a person who has a stammer and 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 I like to be more independent now, I'm gonna say, and because before my um, TikTok journey, I was quite, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing this. But anyway, um, I, I have found, um, th- um, that it would be just a really handy to have a symbol onto like my keychain, um, to tell people. I have a stammer, and then to make like the logo um, universal. And for example, I could be like a, I could be in a restaurant, and then the waiter comes over, and there's like the music going, and there's like everything's happening over there, like kids party, and I'm triggered straight away, and I could just like to whip out the logo and be like, okay, they're bear with me. <laughs> And that's my petition, basically. That is absolutely amazing, but it's really... Yeah. Thank you! And we then, uh, but also you can sign it, and like Jesse's got links to everywhere, but also yes. we can tell you where to find the link after the event as well, so you can yes. go and sign the petition. Yes, because it is right, it's, like, it's very, it can be quite awkward mentioning your stomach, but also stomach is a jackpot. We don't know when we're actually going to stomach, which is part, part, part of the fun and games is that we don't know, and no one really knows this, but before my, the week for my TEDx, my stomach was really fluent, and I was thinking, well, I'm thinking the, what I normally don't think is that I actually do hope that my stomach does get quite bad again, <laughs> but because it's that sort of anxiety, because you're, like, you're thinking about it, because I like, we all have yeah. trends, it's like, you go something, you get better, and then sometimes, but I was talking to someone, she was like, you're going, you're going to be talking around to 200 people, stage lights, so we're like, we'll definitely be there, and... It, it was there, but it was just weird how like, we all had thoughts. But also, I'm not sure about you, but I get way more nervous in front of people who I know than people who I don't. So this, I've been way more nervous of because it's people who I know. Because it's weirdly, because it's people 
who know my stammer, but I can do a press interview, and because I don't really know them, I don't get the same nerves at all. Do you have that? I'm not going to lie with you, Will. No. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I stammer. I'm just pretty much in, in front of in front of like my friends and my family and, and also in front of people I, I, I don't know. And I just have to go with it. I have to roll with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sadly, it's our time to bring us back down to the reality of stammering, but we need to talk about it because mm -hmm. it's why we're here about International Stammering Day. Absolutely. As we know, the stigma is quite bad. And yes. The thing about the stammering stigma is that if you don't realise it's quite a pity stigma, rather than it's like, oh, don't worry, it's fine, or it's like, oh, bless, don't worry. And, but also, that pity come, comes with a slight sort of like, Oh, okay. And, and it's like, you can sense it, but it's like, mm. name another disability that has a pity aspect to it, because it's quite hard to think of one, but also, it's quite a odd, like, we are the hidden community, because like, when you think about it, during the face masks, it, it was tough. Oh my god, yeah, the face masks, yeah. stop with that, and at the time as well. I was a support worker, um, so as you can imagine, I'm a support worker yeah. and I have to wear the whole, you know, like the face mask and the coat and the gloves. I have to wear the whole Shazam and then I have to support the four ladies and to answer the phone and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> and, then you, and you have to still wear the face mask. Oh my goodness, so yeah, the face mask but was. Like it's that thing, but also if you look back, when they listed the exemptions of a face mask, no one with a speech impediment was listed in that list, which you think it actually could be a quite high priority list. But actually, as we said, the thing about staring is that we want people to know about it, but the worst thing is making mm. a scene. And yes. like, there are some times which makes it, some people own up like having a symbol, and like, there have been amazing masks that were said, I have a stammer, let me speak. But I'm someone, because my stammer is not that severe sometimes, it's very, con and I'm conscious about it, but also like the badges, which is amazing. But I feel like the face mask is a very odd, but that's just one bit of the stigma. But as mm -hmm. I mentioned, it's the one thing that people still feel like they can joke about, which is not, when I can sense a meme on TikTok, my finger is basically hovering over the report button. This is basically like, I am going to take this video down. Never happens because it's like, oh, it's just a funny meme. When actually, when I see a, see a helicopter video, my thought in the next few seconds is going to be someone with a severe stammer. And 95% of the time, it is that. Like, I can sense yeah. it because it's like, why should we? That's not a human thing. What is your thoughts on the stigma? Goodness, my thoughts on, on the stigma. Um, okay. Uh, uh, um, for example, I have on my TikTok and and I have gone for the drive-through, and it's been well a chef kiss, like perfect. And then the people are like, "Hang on a minute, hasn't she got a stammer? Hang on, like she sounds affluent for a minute." Then, oh my goodness, like she's lying. It is all a lie. I'm like, oh, oh. and and it's just, I don't know how to explain it, as it is just like so. Um, um, I'm just miss understood and like I get like these questions and do you stammer when you sing a song I'm like absolutely not I can rap I can rap 
and I'll sound incredible, like Nicki Minaj, you know, come over here, my girl, and I'll have a, a little, a, a little a rap battle with you any day. So, yeah, it's like the stigma is real, and the misunderstandings, yeah, and there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. But Jesse, one of the reasons why, why I love Jesse is normally some people would sort of, ad sort of address the comments, but not. Jesse fed on, goes back to her comments, is like, yeah, I do stammer, and just like, no one's the same, but she literally states facts when she goes back to the comments. Yeah. And most of the time, the people have, de have deleted their comments, but yeah, it's they like, have. because Jesse's just fed on, proved the point. And it's like, you should never, because my thing is, you should never judge someone, like, would you tell someone to hurry up? People would think, well, yeah, it helps time, but actually, would you tell an elderly granny to hurry up crossing the road? No, because it's not a human, but also, you wouldn't judge someone with a thick accent. You wouldn't judge someone with a thick accent with a way that they speak. So why would you judge someone with a stammer with a way yeah. how they speak? I've got a quick question that I ask every guest okay. that I don't prep you beforehand, it. so prepare yourself. Go for it. When you think someone who famously stammers, who do you think of and why? Uh, when I think of someone who has a stammer, I think of Ed Sheeran, yeah. just straight away, Ed Sheeran. Um, and um, and um, because of his stammer, didn't he start to write his music and yeah. his songs that played the guitar because of his stammer? And now look at him, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not a bad thing at all. No, well, there are so many people, amazing people out there. Absolutely. But now I've got quite a big question to ask you. Okay. So if I had a big button in front of me, so if I said, Jesse, I could press this button, would, so it would remove your stammer from the future, but also from the past as well. It would be, you would be fluent. Would you want me to press it or not? And what would your reason be? Right. This is what I'm going to say to you, right? Uh, um, um, if you asked the Jesse in, in 2020, and I would say, oh my God, absolutely, just do it right now. Oh my gosh, oh my God, like, please. Um, but Jesse, today, I'm going to say, I'm okay, thank you. I'm all good. And that is just because I, I have seen, I, I, I have seen uh, um, like the love and support from people. And I kind of feel it is just down to TikTok yeah. and to get the conversation out there. And, uh, and I see the comments and people are just like, come on, girl, you can do it. Um, um, but before, like TikTok, I was just in this little, I don't know, like cocoon, like bubble, whatever you want to call it. And I thought that my dama was a curse. And I don't see it as a curse anymore. No. So I'm going to say, I'm okay, Will, and not today, I'm doing good. <laughs> Thank you. So, this is quite a sketchy subject, but it's just a trigger word. How was your stammer during the pandemic? Like, my stammer was weirdly affected by Awful. going to working from home. Did your stammer get affected by the pandemic? Yes, it got to the point uh, where... I couldn't do my job and I had to go to the doctors and I was trying to tell the doctor I can't speak, I can't do my, I, 
I, I c c c c can't do my job. And then he signed me off because I just c c couldn't speak. As we were just in the house, and we weren't like communicating like this at all. And and then to uh, and uh, and then to communicate over like the phone, it was a absolutely not. I'm not gonna ring my friend up. I'll text her. And then like you will just guess smaller and smaller and smaller. And my speech got you know just worse and worse and worse. Mm -mm. And it just shows how like every stamp is different. Like mm. mine was very odd. Like doing Teams calls. But then it's sort of, you get comfortable also, like, you have that time where you'd normally be, like, for me, commuting, and I would think, actually, let's see, but also to raise awareness, because that's when I started sharing my story, it was like, there were so many people out there who were struggling with their stamina. Like, I had a conversation with a girl who had, was in uni, first year of uni, where social is key, and so she went from that busy environment, mm -hmm. going from home where, and actually her stamina got quite badly affected by it, because it was, that like, jarring, and, like, when I was, Working here, like, was mid was mid apprenticeship. Was doing lots of different apprentice events, like doing lots of events. Was actually having a live sort of panel event before Birmingham pandemic was going to happen. And then, like, my stamina was just great. It was like, it was rolling. I mean, it was sort of that block of like, okay. And but I was down on like new on new words, and I was like, oh, what's mm. going on here? This is not. This is weird. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just that weird concept. So Jesse. To yes. round up this lovely episode and this amazing yeah. recording, I've got one last question to ask you. If you could give three pieces of advice to someone who stammers, but also three pieces of advice to people who don't stammer, what would they be? Okay, I'm going to start with the people who have a stammer. Okay, number one, I like I always say, like self-belief. You. Uh, because you just have to believe that you can. Um, and then for like, the second one is to work on your confidence because that is what has helped me so, so much. Um, and then for number three is to love your dama, as that is so important to me as I used to hate it and I saw it as my enemy so yeah that's my three little you know words of advice and then my three other words of advice uh, and for people who haven't got a stammer were to be like to listen just you know just listen to the person and number two to be patient uh, because I, I have a, a, because I have got my own voice and I can't speak. I just need a little bit of time and I'm good to go. And then the third one would be... It's to educate yourself before you start to assume things about a person who has a stammer. Amazing. And I think that's good advice. Yeah, that was great advice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, Jesse, 
thank you so, so much for joining no, me on oh, this me. huge occasion to celebrate International Stomach Awareness Day, mm -hmm. to celebrate the podcast's first ever live recording, but also a new speaking challenge to you. So can everyone give a huge round of applause for Jesse? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. And, and thank you, Jesse. And thank you to everyone for listening to this episode today. You can hear, you can listen to this on all platforms, find social media content across Instagram, Twitter, and but also TikTok. We will be posting snippets from the event, but also just to raise awareness around stammering. And so thank you everyone to listening to this episode today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Oh. Thank you.